for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speak Life Special Edition. I'm coming to you from Dallas, Texas, uh, where I'm a part of an international network of prophets uh, convened, convened by uh, Mike and Cindy Jacobs uh, that is now called the Global Prophetic Consultation. And uh, it is a part of the Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders, uh, which has been around for about 25 years or so. And uh, it's an honor to be here, and it's an honor uh, to be a part of this amazing group of prophets uh, from around the world. And I uh, hope you don't mind the uh, kind of quick setup here, but this is from the road. Uh, the Global Prophetic Summit is now underway, and that runs through Saturday night. And uh, I will be back in my place and back in my position tomorrow. And I'm already basically prepared for our Sunday morning service, which is Sunday at, at uh, 10 a.m. right here online, Sunday 10 a.m. And uh, I believe much fruit is going to come from the investment of time and finances uh, and the releasing of the word of the Lord to the nations uh, that happened during this week of intensified uh, warfare and prayer and prophetic decrees. I believe much fruit uh, will be released from that. And I want to encourage you that God is moving suddenly and with great intention to bless his people. And that is the consensus word. Uh, the word the Lord, uh, uh, the word of the Lord over the nations and uh, especially over America, the beautiful, our nation, I believe is a sudden turnaround and a breakthrough of God's favor. A sudden turnaround and a breakthrough of God's favor. So tonight's special edition of Speak Life uh, may be a little shorter uh, than what you, you would be normally used to having. Uh, but I believe that you'll be greatly blessed today. And uh, I believe this is going to impact you just as strong. And so we'll receive our normal tithes and offerings in a minute here. Uh, but I want, to, uh, I want you to pray about sowing into this breakthrough anointing. It's really something very powerful. It's a very powerful moment and you don't want to miss this moment. Amen. I also want to bring you uh, greetings from Bishop Bill Hammond, uh, Apostles Tom and Jane Hammond, from Chuck Pierce, uh, from Mike and Cindy Jacobs, from Bishop Joseph Garlington, hallelujah, uh, from Dr. Sharon Stone, and many other uh, prophets and apostles uh, who send their greetings and their love to you also. It's always been uh, a wonderful uh, to just walk with great giants like that, but uh, uh, they send their love and greetings. Amen. Are you ready uh, to sow and to give your tithes and offerings to the Lord? Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the breaker anointing going before your people now and blessing them tremendously. Father, even this week, a sudden turnaround in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Now, you, you all know there are many ways uh, to give. If you're watching on social media, uh, all you have to do is click on the the link in the comments section. And uh, you can also text to give. 
Uh, you can text any amount to the number 84321. That's 84321. There should be a QR code that you can click on that as well. You can also give uh, by going to our website at lifepointchurch.cc and uh, uh, be sure to click on the giving link there. Uh, but also be sure to send us your prayer request there by clicking on the prayer button and uh, putting your prayer request there. I call it our prayer wall. Uh, that prayer request comes directly to me, and uh, I'll take your prayer request before the Lord, and I will intercede for you. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, um, I appreciate you uh, kind of bearing with us tonight. I'm going to give you a, uh, a quick uh, teaching, but I think it's going to change your life and bless you in a big way. Are you ready to receive? Amen. Amen. Um, tonight I'm going to share about sudden reversals that are coming and sudden turnarounds, sudden breakthroughs, uh, and the release of God's favor. Amen. How many of you need a breakthrough? How many of you need that tonight? It's coming suddenly to you. <clears throat> suddenly, God is making a way where there seems to be no way. Suddenly, your issue, your problem, will suddenly be solved. Amen? You know, I want to encourage you. Have faith. The enemy doesn't want to uh, see the church standing and, and, and triumphing, but that is exactly what is happening. Uh, how, how is God going to do this for you? Uh, through his favor. He's going to break through for you by his favor. In other words, it may be too difficult for you, uh, but God has already determined your breakthrough, and it's going to happen. It's going to come to you, and it's going to come immediately, and it's going to come suddenly. Amen? I'm, I just want to encourage you. Uh, the, the atmosphere is filled with expectation right now. And I declare the favor of the Lord over your life and a time for you to experience turnarounds and declare God's favor over you and over your family, over all that you touch, over all that's related to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, we've walked through the fire, but Jesus was always the fourth man in the fire with us. Amen. Always there. So he's always there to release his favor and a turnaround. You know, it's for me, it started with a virus uh, that attacked my heart. They said I had to go get a cardiogram. I did that and I had to go to the hospital. Uh, and then through a long process, it looked like very little hope uh, for life in the natural. But Jesus was the fourth man in the fire with us. And we began to pray from a position of favor and from a position of trusting God declaring that God was able to give us a turnaround. He was able to reverse everything. And in every challenge we faced, we saw the favor of God, the hand of God upon us. And we chose uh, to watch our mouths, by the way, and to speak life and to declare God's goodness and to declare God's favor. And, you know, we watched supernatural intervention after supernatural intervention God didn't take us out of the fire, but we walked through the fire, and we had to declare and co-labor with God the entire way. We all stood together in faith, and we saw a great turnaround together. Amen? You know, we had to cling to the scriptural truths that had been built in us, and 
you know, when we walk through the fire, I'll be there with you is what scripture says. And, you know, when you go through the floods, I'll be there with you. Uh, when the enemy comes in like a flood, uh, I read it like this. When the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, God will raise up a standard against him. Amen. And so I just want to continue to share about how the words of our mouths release life. You can speak life, but Proverbs twenty nine eighteen says you can actually speak death as well. And we have a responsibility to fight the good fight of faith and believe God and wage a good warfare with the prophecies that have gone over us. I knew in that hospital that I still had many promises to fulfill, prophetic promises that God spoke to me. And I began to declare them all day and night and night and day. You know, the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. I am a warrior. You know, a couple years ago, I heard the Lord say to tell the people of God that we have entered into a turnaround time. And not a couple years ago, a couple months ago. And uh, a time when he would begin to turn things around for his people. Turn your health around turn your hearts around, turn your finances, your prodigals, your families, uh, your ministries, your businesses, and even turning nations around, a divine reversal. And I believe we're living fully in that season now. Uh, things that have seemed absolutely impossible are now being made possible uh, because we are in a unique moment of divine intervention and the favor and the grace of God. God has heard the cries of his people uh, to turn it all around, and he's turning it all around right now. I'm telling you, by the word of the Lord, he's turning it all around right now. You know, when God initially spoke this to me, I was studying in the book of Esther, and I encourage you, read through the book of Esther. Esther is the picture of the church. The church is Esther, and the followers of Christ are Esther and uh, who are interceding for our nation and for our generations today. And we all know that this is the story of when, a, when Esther, a Jewish young woman named Hadassah, was living in captivity in Persia, and she became the queen. And shortly after this, it was discovered uh, that an evil man named Haman, which is actually the same word Hamas uh, in the Hebrew, uh, Haman had written a decree against God's people, a decree of death and destruction to wipe them out and wipe them off the face of the earth and take all of their property. Now, isn't that interesting? Esther's uncle is Mordecai, and he asks Hadassah or Esther to go before the king and get a reversal of this death decree. Who knows? You may have been raised up for such a time as this. And so today there is great hostility and resistance against Christians and the cause of Christ in the earth today. And it seems to be growing worse. You know, it's the Antichrist spirit. And it would love to see wickedness and injustice uh, prevail and the voice of righteousness and truth silenced. We're living, uh, I believe, in the day, uh, like Isaiah said, when they call evil good and they call good evil. And uh, the king in this story, his name was ah Ahasuerus. His name means I will keep you poor and I will keep you silent. You know, 
This is the strategy of the enemy against the church today. I will keep you poor and I will keep you silent. You, some, some things are not just censored. You just cannot say it. And in today's media and culture, prayer and faith are mocked uh, in an attempt to silence and intimidate the voice of God's people and to rob us of a place of influence to shape our culture in a righteous way. But listen, God has a plan and the pendulum is swinging and the enemy is overplaying his hand just like he does every single time. The curse is getting ready to be turned into a blessing for us. You know, th that's exactly what scripture says. In Deuteronomy chapter 23 in verse 5, it says, Nevertheless, the Lord your God would not listen to Balaam, but the Lord your God turned the curse into a blessing for you because the Lord your God loves you. I'm talking about divine intervention. I'm talking about the blessing of the Lord coming upon the people of God. You know, a few months ago, I heard the Lord say, start declaring favor. Start declaring favor. Psalm 102 and verse 13, it says, you will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. You know, when Esther approached uh, the throne of the king, Ahasuerus, uh, he stretched out his scepter of favor to her, and he asked her what she wanted. You know, we can see this as the church approaching the throne of the Lord, the king, and requesting favor. Uh, in addition, when we have favor with God, uh, we can ask him uh, for that favor to manifest for us in having favor with man and having favor with God. And one of the definitions I like that describes uh, what it means to have favor is the concept, excuse me, of divine attractiveness. People will be drawn to you, magnetically drawn to you, supernaturally. They just want to be around you. They want to know what you know. They want to know what your opinion is. What do you think about things? They want uh, to promote you, and they want to show you goodwill. Uh, they want to give you opportunity. They want to give you position. Uh, they want to open doors of blessing for you because of the favor of God that's on your life, right? I believe this is a picture of the people of God approaching the thrones of influence in this world and in this world's systems and receiving amazing favor to bring about change. We need to learn to speak life. We need to learn to decree a thing and declare and receive that favor, that divine attractiveness, that magnetic Attractive, attractive anointing, and then use it to advance God's kingdom to open doors that otherwise would have remained closed. In Esther chapter 5 and verse 2, it says, So it was when the king saw Queen Esther, Hadassah, standing in the court, uh, that she found favor in his sight, and the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. And then Esther went near and touched the top of the scepter. And the king said to her, what do you wish, Queen Esther? What is your request? 
it shall be given to you up to half of my kingdom. That's amazing. That's, that is favor, incredible favor. And so Esther asked the king to come to a banquet with Haman. And she was getting positioned uh, for the turnaround, just like you are being positioned right now for your turnaround. It may be a little uncomfortable, but that's what's happening. So the king responded, and he came to her banquet where Esther served him. You know, we need to learn to serve those in positions uh, in the world system and show them the heart of Christ. Serving, by the way, produces favor. And as a result of her serving him, the king asks her again in Esther chapter 5 and verse 7, what is your petition? It shall be granted to you. What is your request up to half the kingdom? And it shall be done. And then Esther answers him and says, my petition and my request is this. If I have found favor in the sight of the king, and if it pleases the king to grant my petition and fulfill my request, then, and she, she makes her request. What Esther was, was saying is, if I have found favor with you, king, then here's what I really need. If I'm your friend, and if I've found favor with you, then this is what I really need. Listen, we need to understand that there's a difference between having favor and declaring favor, declaring it, decreeing it. You can have money and not spend it, by the way. You can have favor and not spend it, or not spend it wisely. You know, it's time for the people of God to recognize that we have been given amazing favor through our relationship with Jesus Christ, our King. And in the New Testament, the word grace and favor are interchangeable. They come from the same Greek word, charis, C-H-A-R-I-S, charis, or charis, some people say. So when Hebrews chapter 4 says to boldly come before God's throne of grace, uh, it is far more than just forgiveness of our sins. It is the throne of favor, and not just any favor, favor from our Father. That's Hebrews 4.16. It says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace or favor, that we may obtain mercy and find grace and favor to help us in the time of need. <clears throat> it is a throne of favor. Favor here, the word again is charis. Uh, it means grace, graciousness, joy, pleasure, delight, sweetness, goodwill, benefit, loving kindness. It means gifts. It means rewards. It means strength and increase, you know, which we can come before boldly. The word boldly is parisia. With, it means with fearless confidence, with courage, cheerful courage, boldness and assurance to lay hold of mercy. The word mercy is ilios, it means kindness or goodwill towards uh, the afflicted, uh, joined with a desire to help them and to help and to find that help in our time of need. Well, that time is right now, church. We need God's help in our lives. We need God's help in our community. And we need God's help in our nation. We need God's help 
in our families. We need God's help to do the work of the kingdom uh, so that we can see a mighty harvest of soul. That's what's on his agenda. Uh, We need to see our community transformed. That's why God is raising up the church today. Uh, We also need favor with man. Favor with man opens doors of opportunity and influence, and it gives you a voice in order to shift the culture around you. And so what we have to do is what uh, Hadassah, what Esther had to do was write and declare a new decree. You know, in this process, God began to set up Haman to have, have his wickedness exposed in an undeniable way so that the only option would be for the king to destroy him, the only option. And this exposure was part of the turnaround. It was part of the divine reversal. I believe we will begin to see this happen more and more now as God continues to uncover corruption, wickedness, and schemes that were devised in darkness. Many will fall in the fall, remember? I also prophesied like rats jumping off a sinking ship Uh, They're going to start to attack and expose each other to try to save themselves. But understand this, even though Haman was taken out, his decree of destruction remained the law of the land. And this was not about just destroying an opponent or a person or circumstance, but rather cutting off the entire effect of the things that were set in motion by the decrees of darkness uh, that continued to give legal right and legal ground for the perpetuation of a curse. Did you get all that? The Bible declares that Jesus became the curse for us, so we don't have to live under the curse ever again. We are not the cursed, we are the blessed, and we have favor with God. Jesus was the master, is the master of the divine turnaround, the divine reversal. He turned it all around. He turned the bless, the curse into a blessing for us because he loves us. He demonstrated God's power to turn death to life and sickness to health, lack to blessing. Amen. We've been given the power to act as, uh, as prayer warriors to those called to get in the way of the enemy's plans intercessors, to intercede, uh, to stand in the way. We need to declare our freedom and our blessing and extend that freedom to others by reversing the curses of darkness. When Esther approached the king again to have the decree of Haman revoked, do you know what the king said? The king responded to Esther or Hadassah in Esther 8.8. He said this, Eight is the number of new beginning. This is double portion new beginning. He said, you yourself, Esther, write a decree concerning the Jews as you please in the king's name and seal it with the king's signet ring for whatever is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's signet ring, no one can revoke. No one can revoke it. See, we need to write a new decree and declare God's favor. God is already turning everything around for the good right now. The enemy has declared things over our personal lives, over the church as a whole, over our nation. Amen. He's filling the airwaves with all kinds of curses, 
Uh, he's filling, uh, stirring things up in the spirit realm and in the natural with decrees of fear and of death and of defeat and of destruction and, and, and intimidation. You know, Mordecai shook Esther out of her initial fear by saying this in Esther 4.14. Uh, Mordecai says to Hadassah, for if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise from the Jews for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. I believe you've come to the kingdom. I've come to the kingdom. We've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. This is an Esther moment. The church cannot be silent. We must decree. We must declare. Now is the set time of the favor of God. We must make decrees in prayer. Write them down. Declare them every day. Let it be your confession or your profession or your declaration of faith. We must decree God's word and knowing the penetrating power of truth can make others free too. We must change our language to speak what God is speaking, declare what God is declaring. Jesus said, I only say what I hear the Father say, and I only do what I see my Father do. I only do that. We must allow our prophetic words that we've received and that we've been believing for to be in our mouths again as decrees say what God says. Amen. Job chapter 22 and verse 28, we all know it. <coughs> Excuse me. It says, you shall decree a thing and it shall be established for you so that light will shine upon your way. You know, in this time of great darkness in the earth, the people of God need to flood the atmosphere with decrees and declarations of God's favor, releasing light that drives out darkness. Declarations of favor bring life and light, which will drive out death and darkness. Amen? You know, what decree did Esther and Mordecai write? Uh, you know, they wrote a decree. and They wrote one authorizing God's people to fight back. The, the right to fight back. They declared that anyone who assaulted them would then forfeit both their life and their property. See, this is not about fighting and destroying people. We're talking about rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places that must be overthrown. It's about unjust antichrist systems Antichrist, by the way, means against Christ. Uh, things like that, that must be turned around. You know, in your job, in your business, in all areas of life, we can have no mercy on the spirits of darkness. That's what the Bible says. We're not helpless. We're not hopeless. We can always fight back uh, by employing our spiritual weapons so that we can see victory and we can see triumph. Amen? We're not entering into times of, uh, uh, of despair. We are entering into times of great victory, times of great turnaround, and times of great triumph. 
2 Corinthians 2 and verse 14, it says, Now, thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Amen? You, are, you receive the turnaround by decreeing and declaring the favor of God. You can see this so clear in that reversal uh, for the Jews that Esther declared in Esther chapter 9 and verse 1. It says, On the day that the enemies of the Jews hoped to overpower them, the opposite or the reverse or the turnaround occurred. Instead of the Jews, uh, instead the Jews overpowered those who hated them. Instead, the Jews overpowered those who hated them. That is a prophetic word for right now. I'm just telling you, at the moment of crisis, God turns everything around for his people. We are living in a time of tremendous reversal and turnaround. God wants to turn things around for every one of us, and an entire nation was saved that day. You know, God wants to save uh, and turn around things for this entire nation and for other nations in the world. At times, it may look like we're headed for disaster, but God turns it around. And, <clears throat> and if he's done it before, he'll do it again. Amen. And we know by scripture, he's done it before and he'll do it again. In Acts chapter 17 and verse 6, it says, The early disciples were called those who turned the world upside down. Isn't that powerful? See, that's the church today. We're going to turn the world upside down. So when we face situations that are upside down, and we live in an upside down situation right now, we have the power to turn it right side up. You know what that's called? Divine reversal or turnaround. And in Esther 9, it goes on to describe a holiday that is celebrated by the Jews called the Feast of Purim. It's also called the holiday of reversals or turnarounds. For it was the time when sorrow was turned into joy and mourning was turned to dancing. It was the holiday. It, the decree of death and destruction was turned instead into blessing and promotion. And there was a new authority in the land. Things begin to shift and change governmentally and things begin to shift and change for their lives personally. It was a time when the plans of the enemy were completely reversed and, sh and set back on his own head. In Esther chapter 9 and verse 25 in the Message Bible, it says it like this, But when Queen Esther intervened with the king, he gave written orders that the evil scheme that Haman had worked out should boomerang back on his own head boomerang back on his own head. And then he and his sons were hanged on the gallows that were created for Haman and his family. Jesus came and defeated the decree of death over our lives to bring an ultimate turnaround so that we can live in a perpetual turnaround and reversal. So hear the challenge of the Lord now. Decree and declare, I have the favor of God on my life. Receive your turnaround. Praise the Lord for his mercy that endures forever. Come into agreement with the word of God. Come into agreement with God for your family, for your ministry, for our nation. And I'm going to decree it again 
the set time of favor has come. I love you all so much. I'm so grateful that we get to spend this time together every week. And I'll be back in my position tomorrow. And I'll see you Sunday at 10 a.m. God bless you. We'll see you soon. Amen. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.